0: is it going everybody welcome back or maybe it's your first time if that's the case welcome to trail tales my name is kyle o'grady i am a thru hiker i am a backpacker i am a huge hiking nerd and every single week on this podcast i chat with other thru hikers and backpackers and hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail and this episode has been a long time coming kelly hayes is on the show she has hiked the appalachian trail I met her last year on the PCT, although she wasn't able to complete the whole thing, and we talk about that in this episode. She's also hiked the Florida Trail and the Pinhody, a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure. She's so awesome. Like I said, yeah, I mean, we got to meet each other a little bit on the PCT, and we've talked quite a bit over the years, and I have so much respect for her. She's a badass hiker, and she's just a great person. And so I'm so excited that we finally got to do an episode of Trail Tales. She was on trail for like the last number of months and so every time I would reach out it was like, oh, let's put it off to now because I'm gonna be on trail. Um and just I don't know. We, we finally made it happen though, and I'm so excited about it. We're gonna get into it in just a second. But first, it's been a long time. I feel like it's probably only been a few episodes, but I can't remember the last time I I asked you to do something for me. Um, so that's what I'm gonna do. what is he gonna say, everybody? Is he gonna say reviews, iTunes, is he gonna say patreon is he gonna say tell uh, just all that stuff do all that stuff but no i really want to emphasize the reviews for this one if you listen to this show on the regular and you appreciate it go ahead and leave a five-star review on whatever your podcast app of choice is itunes apple podcasts uh, can you leave reviews on spotify i don't even know um but if you listen on spotify check to see if you can Just leave a five-star review. I would really appreciate that. I read all of them. Well, I guess maybe not the ones on Spotify, but if they, I don't even know, are they on Spotify? Anyways, I would appreciate it. Let's get into it. Enough blabbing. Well, you got another hour of blabbing, but it's more interesting blabbing because Kelly's the one doing the blabbing and not me. Episode number 144 of Trail Tales with Kelly Hayes. Here we go, long-awaited guest on Trail Tales. Kelly Hayes is, uh, I was going to say he's here, but we're not in the same place <laughs> because that's how the internet works. But you're on the show, I guess, so you yes, are here. And I'm very here. grateful, so, so thank you for uh, coming on.
1: Heck yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so stoked to finally get to do this with you.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to start this episode by telling a little story. Um, it was told on the uh, PCT videos from 2022 but uh, I want to tell it again here um before we kind of get to to Kelly's introduction. So last year I'm on the PCT and Kelly was also on the PCT and we're both YouTubers so we had, you know, chatted a little bit on Instagram um and I was having some issues at the very beginning of the trail with my foot. And I just remember Kelly and I were chatting a little bit. I think, I think you were already out there at the time maybe. And, um, I was just kind of telling you like, I go, I guess we we're both out there anyways. And, and I was telling, I was telling Kelly about my foot and these issues. And I, I think I had said that I was potentially thinking about getting off because of it. Um, things were looking pretty dire. This was right at the beginning of my, my PCT hike. And Kelly told me that she would pray for me and my foot <laughs> And I'm not a religious person, but I really appreciated that. Because people people don't pray people from Vermont don't pray. And so it was just uh not something I hear very often or ever, and I really appreciated that. And um her prayers must have worked because um my foot ended up getting better and uh and it was awesome and so I appreciated that, Kelly. Oh
1: and, man, uh, that makes me happy. I love that. It
0: it was it was very wholesome um <laughs> yeah. and it worked out and then of course we got the chance to meet
1: yeah and, that um, was cool.
0: but anyways that i wanted to start the episode there um kelly hayes she's got some awesome content and she's done a ton of stuff on the trail too and so why don't we start there uh can you just give yourself an introduction um and then we'll kind of get into like how you first learned about through hiking and how you first got into it and all that stuff
1: all right cool like what kind of introduction like i'm Kelly. who are yeah, you who, who are you I? what have you hiked cool. all okay. that stuff okay gotcha okay cool i'm kelly what's up everyone um 30 years old and from arkansas and i started my little backpacking journey back in it was like 2019 when i went on my first backpacking trip and for a while, I was just going on trips in Arkansas, and then I learned about the Appalachian Trail and was immediately hooked and was like, man, I'm going to do that. I am i don't know how I'm going to do it, but I know I will get out there and do that. And I was in school. I had gone back to school to get a second degree in nutrition and become a registered dietitian. My first degree was in broadcast journalism, which is funny now looking back, because now I do YouTube and dietetics. So yeah. all, of, all of my student debt hopefully paid off. <laughs> it's not hopefully. paid off yet though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, I uh, started just going down the rabbit hole, uh, researching the trail, and I said, well, the best time for me to do it would be after I graduate and finish school. But back then I was still getting my bachelor's and to become a dietitian, you have to get your bachelor's, then you have to get accepted into an internship and then you have to get your master's and then you have to pass a board exam. And so all these things needed to fall in line, fall into place for me to actually be able to get on the trail Mm -hmm. when I had planned to. And turned out everything happened exactly the way that it, I wanted it to. And I was able to get on the trail in 2021 and luckily too, with, you know, COVID and everything happening that the trail was open mm-hmm. and that, you know, cause that was another kind of obstacle that may have put a damper on me going when I wanted to, but right. I had set my start date. It was back in 2019, I think it was 2018. And I think I was like two or three days from the day that I had set. All the way back then because wow. i was watching all these yeah is that crazy like it all just kind of worked out because i remember watching youtube videos and they were like what you know you set a date you know don't just say you're gonna do something like set the date if you have to change it later on you know you can do that but set the date so you have it on you know your calendar and you can kind of plan for that and so mm-hmm. that's what i did and luckily it all worked out and then, um, yeah, so I did the Appalachian Trail in 2021. Crazy little story there. I don't know if we want to get into that yet.
0: No, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, we can get into it.
1: Can we get into it? Yeah, okay. yeah. So we'll just... We'll I feel just like it's
0: in. a pretty, I don't know, important story of <laughs> yeah, your story when it comes to through hiking, you know?
1: You're right, yeah. So, okay. I start the Appalachian Trail, I think it's like uh, April 10th I start, and I'm so excited and i'm out there for six days i've already made all these friends it's the best time of my life and i already know that i'm gonna absolutely love this journey because you know you go into the trail i guess on your first through hike and of course i'd been on backpacking trips before i think the longest one i'd been on was four days Mm. and so you know you think well you know, being out there for four days is one thing, but am I going to be able to live out there every single day for six months? Like, how am I going to actually like that? Right. And I knew after six days, I was like, okay, I live in the woods now and I don't want (laughs) to live anywhere else. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, and I was I was feeling really good. Like I was going to CrossFit and was always been I've always been an athlete. So I was in really good shape and I was like getting my trail legs pretty quickly and wanting to ramp up the miles already at day 6. Um but that morning I woke up and I had the worst pain in my abdomen. And I thought it was stomach pain. I thought I was constipated. So I I was camping at Mile 38, Low Gap Shelter. And if you've stayed there, you know that shelter's kind of off trail. And there's like a tent area. And then you have to hike all the way down. And then there's the shelter. And then up the hill is the privy. So kind of, it was like far away. So anyway, Mm -hmm. I hike all the way out to this privy. I try to go to the bathroom. Doesn't work. I'm like, ah, what the heck. So I hobble back over. People... In the shelter, like I, obvi- I looked bad. They were like, "What's wrong?" Like, I don't know. My stomach hurts, and I'm gonna go back into my tent and hopefully, you know, recoup. And so, at this point, everybody's up, and my trail family's kind of waiting on me. And I'm like, "You guys go ahead and get going, cause I got to figure this out." Yeah. Luckily, two of my friends stayed with me. And anyway. The, the morning goes on, the pain keeps getting worse and worse and worse, and I end up throwing up, like, just projectile vomiting everywhere, and that's when I knew, at that moment, like, okay, something is very wrong, because I don't just throw up like that, you know? Right. Yeah, so um, we didn't know what it was. Um, some, th- some people thought it was, like, dehydration, but that didn't seem right, because I had been drinking water. Um, We didn't know, but we did know after a while that I needed to get out of the forest and to a road and and get to civilization. So the closest road from Low Gap Shelter is actually to go Sobo to Hogpen Gap, and it's about four and a half miles hike. And so um, packed up all my stuff and my friend Tupac, who got her trail name that day, she actually (laughs) (laughs) carried my backpack um in the front of her and then her backpack on the back and this is the beginning of the trail so you know everybody starts out with like a super heavy pack that girl had to be trucking like close to 70 pounds wow damn yes that's a good friend
0: right there especially for someone you just met a few days ago too
1: exactly i was like oh my gosh like this is incredible but she had been in the military she was in the navy and i think that military just came out because she was like okay you need to get out we're doing this and i was like yes ma'am you know <laughs> yeah um so yeah that was that was stephanie aka tupac and then my friend mighty mouse who i'd started the trail with she went with me as well and anyway i got to the gap went to the, um thought ended up at the hospital i actually went to like a Walk in clinic, and I was so angry because I'm sitting there like in so much pain. And they have me sitting in the waiting room, nobody is in this building. I'm like, where are these people? And mm-hmm. <laughs> I finally get called back, and there's this old 80 year old doctor, and he's like, What's going on today? And I'm like telling him my symptoms. And then uh, Mighty Mouse is in the room with me, and I have no idea how they got on this topic, but. Mighty Mouse is a history major, and she must have said something about that. And he, the doctor, they started small talking about history. I'm like, hello, I'm over here like (laughs) dying. Please help me. (laughs) And so they eventually tell me like, okay, we can't help you, you need to go to the ER. I was like, oh God, please. And then, you know, I'm also like thinking, how much is this gonna cost? Like, I don't think my insurance is gonna cover this. They were about to call an ambulance. I was like, whoa, 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 we are not calling the ambulance. I will walk to the ER. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, luckily one of the nurses like drove me over there. She felt so bad for me. Yeah, so she drove me to the ER. And then I go check in at the ER. And of course, you know, you get to the ER, if you're not bleeding out, they're not taking you seriously. So Mm. I'm rolling around on the ground, literally in so much pain and I probably wait in that waiting room for a good hour. I watched this lady, this pregnant lady walk in and go get back. Right. They took her back right away. I was like, uh so <laughs> angry. Um, but anyway, they take me back, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they shoot me up with uh, morphine right away. And this is when I knew like something was really bad because they gave me that morphine and it helped for like 10 minutes. I was like, oh, some relief. But then, like, the pain just came back for a vengeance. And, like, Uh all day, it was just building and building and building to the point where um, I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs and making a huge scene in this ER. And Grace will tell you, or Mighty Mouse will tell you, because she was in the room with me. And this was back when COVID was still a thing. And so, like, I was like walking out into the main lobby of the ER. I was like, somebody needs to help me. And they're like, you shouldn't be out here without a mask. And I was like, it it was just like a fight all day. Yeah. So anyway, they take me back. They x-ray me. They CT scan me. They see something in the CT scan. So then they take me back and do an ultrasound. And the ultrasound was like the worst thing ever because they, they stuck the ultrasound in a place that was a terrible place to stick an ultrasound. Use your <laughs> yeah, use your imagination. <laughs> and so I'm in like so much pain and they're shoving that up me. I'm like, oh my gosh, could this day get any worse? But anyway, so after the ultrasound, I went back to the room and it was less than like five minutes later. A nurse runs in and she's like, you have an ovarian cyst, an ovarian torsion that's about to erupt in your abdomen and you're about to go into emergency surgery. And then less like in less like 10 minutes in less than 10 minutes wow the doctor comes in yeah he's explaining to me the surgery and then I'm on the surgical bed like going upstairs to to the OR and so it was a very quick process after that and I don't know what they gave me after they found that but I was finally out of pain for like the first time all day and I was able to call my mom my grandma and they were like freaking out oh yeah I bet (laughs) my mom was like don't let them take your ovary out. I was like, I don't care if they take my ovaries out. I'm in so much pain. And uh, that's actually what they had to do. It was, the cyst was about the size of an eggplant. Like it was, it was massive. Wow. Or like one of those Beats audio pills. Yeah. And it was all like twisted around and like my fallopian tubes were like all and like I have pictures, it's crazy. Um, but it was all filled with blood. And it was basically like non-salvageable, um, so they had to take that ovary out, and now I only have one ovary. Um, but the doctor he couldn't believe it. Like he came in the next day, and he's like, "You know, you're pretty lucky because if that would have erupted on trail, like I could have gone into septic shock or something like that because it, it was had so much blood in in the cyst." And he was like, that is the biggest cyst I've ever taken out of anybody. And he like asked wow. for a picture with me and everything. Oh, and man. Yeah, like everybody in the hospital was like, yeah, that girl, she hiked out with this thing. They all knew who I was. It was it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that happened. The sixth day I was on the trail. Insane. And insane, right. Like, and then,
0: and, but I know that you ended up back out there too, which is honestly even more insane to me. I remember <laughs> at the time... Um, I think it was even before we had spoken, but I heard about it and mm-hmm. I was like, she, she went back out there and I'm going to spoil the story. She went back out and finished the damn trail too. <laughs> Incredible. Yes. How, how long was it before you got back out there?
1: It was three weeks exactly. And it was the toughest three weeks ever. Cause I was in a lot of pain. I couldn't walk. Like I got wheeled out. Like it was so humble, humbling. Cause here I was on the trail you know doing double digit miles with my backpack and then I go have this surgery and I went and stayed at your home in the woods bed and breakfast with Paul and Bonnie for like three days to recover enough to get on a plane and go home and when I got to the airport I was like wheeling around getting wheeled around on a uh, wheelchair and then I was like the first person to board the plane I was like oh this is so terrible wow but yeah Yeah, it was three weeks, and I got back out there, and it was tough, man. Um, I had three incisions. It was laparoscopic, but I had three incisions right on, like, basically where your pack sits. Yeah. And so, um, you know, those, of course, were still pretty tender and healing. So I had to really be careful, and I just took it slow. Um, The first few weeks back on trail, I slack-packed as much as i could luckily you know still at the beginning where there's options for that
0: yeah pretty pretty uh accessible i guess
1: yes yes so and i actually caught a lot of slack for that on youtube oh my god of course you did
0: (laughs) do these people in the comments dude If you're out there, what are you guys doing, man? Relax. What are you doing? Relax.
1: (laughs) Sip your Mountain Dew and shut up. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But seriously, like, I couldn't believe. And, you know, this is my first through hike, too, and first time, like, vlogging. So, like, I'm, now I look at that stuff and laugh. But back then, I was just so flabbergasted. Like, what are you even saying? Like, is this real life? These
0: people, they, a lot of them don't (laughs) even understand that, like, slackbacking is very common.
1: On the AT, yeah. Even
0: regardless of, like, whether or not you just have this surgery and you need to like ease back into it like yeah the fact that someone <laughs> would have the audacity to write something like that especially given your it's not okay any like no matter what but like especially right. given your circumstances i'm just like right. dude what are these people thinking man <laughs> i don't get it
1: <laughs> no pass i swear okay. but yeah so i got back out there and i walked to maine and that's that's my crazy at story
0: yeah what a way uh, to start and i and I, I think <laughs> it's so amazing that that maybe not even well it is amazing but just like i don't know it just really speaks to your determination that you were like because that would be like a very reasonable thing to get off trail for. i mean people get off right. trail for a lot less than that um mm-hmm. and like you were like no nah, dude i'm i'm gonna do this shit so i i think that's so awesome and yeah. uh i've been i've been wanting i remember even back when this happened you know it was a couple of years ago now like I was getting like people messaging me being like, you gotta have Kelly Hayes on the show, like you gotta have nah. her tell the story. So I'm glad that we finally get to get to yeah. get that story on the show um, for sure, and like super incredible. But your your hiking adventures, if you will, uh, definitely didn't stop with the AT um, right. because the next year, obviously, you set out on the PCT, like I said at the beginning of the episode, and yeah. and we got to connect briefly there. Um, I know that the PCT didn't go. <laughs> quite as well as you were hoping. Um, can you kind of talk about what happened there a little bit?
1: Yeah, so uh, really living up to my trail name, guys. Uh, I got the the trail name Nine Lives on the Appalachian Trail after that whole incident. I was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Um, but I don't know if that's jinxing me because, <laughs> yeah, I got on the PCT next year. And, man, I don't even know if I had a good day out there because um, – it, it just kind of started off rough like my sleeping pad had popped and i had diarrhea really bad one night and our flights like in we had it was a very quick turnaround like getting to san diego and then getting on the trail the next day like james and i were up for 24 hours um to get to california and Oof. then we started like the very next day which i'm like yeah i'm not doing that again i'm gonna have like one down day to either just, like, camp and get used to the time change and all that stuff. So, anyway, um, I was out there for three weeks, I think. And I got really, really sick on trail. And this is in the desert. And we're in the middle of a 70-mile stretch between Julian and uh, Idlewild. Okay. And, yeah, so I don't remember how many miles it is, but that – this kind of a, you know, thick stretch within the desert. And we had, we hiked a very dry year. So water was, you know, 20 miles apart. A lot of the days water sources were. And I just one day woke up and I was so tired. I could not get moving. And I'm always tired in the morning because that's just how I operate. But normally I'll wake up around lunchtime and I could not wake up. I took a nap on trail. I never, never do that. And I remember too, like my body temperature just was, like I couldn't regulate it. I was either dumping sweat, super hot or really cold. And I remember thinking, it was like, do I have a fever? And I was like, I can't have a fever. We're hiking 20 miles today. Like I've hiked 15 already. There's no way I can have a fever. But then um, we ended up at Mike's place, and I remember waking up that next morning, and I was like, okay, there's no sh- there's no question that I am I'm sick.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: I was still kind of trying to rationalize it. I was like, I think it's maybe just allergies, because I always get bad allergies in the spring. But then uh, James got sick, and I was like, uh-oh, what, what's going on here? Um, so we did two 20 mile days or like two 18 mile days and then or maybe it was three two or three 18 mile days and then we got to paradise valley and I was like I gotta get to town like I was out of food I could barely hike like I could barely move and so we ended up getting a hitch in the back of a truck and we got to Idlewild I already had my room booked or whatever and I just was that was like probably the worst I've ever felt. I was so tired and just, it was such a hassle trying to get that hitch. And I remember we were trying to get food at that restaurant and it wasn't working and I don't know. So we get there and I just take a shower and pass out. And then I wake up the next morning because we had planned to take a zero. I was like, I'm just going to go to the pharmacy and get a covid test and because i had never had covid at this point Mm -hmm. um before um so i went and sure enough we both tested positive and for about you know four days i was pretty sick with a fever and a cough and just so tired and then we were kind of, like, stuck because I was like, okay, well, we can't get back on trail, you know, we can't be around people. And so we were just kind of in a really weird situation at that point. Yeah,
0: not up- a great way to start.
1: Yeah, it was just like, what do we do? And so we stayed Ten days in wild and um, of course, what comes after that is uh, San Wasito, which is really like the big, the first big climb on yeah. the trail. And so, uh, you know, we it was like ten days after we had felt sick, and we we didn't have any more symptoms, just tiredness. And so we're like, all right, well, it's time to hike out. And it took us four, maybe five days, which. To get to Cabazon, which is only, should be, like, two or three days, realistically. Yeah. But we were just not moving good. We were both so tired and just still recovering. And we got to Cabazon, and we're like, ugh. Like, I, I was worse than James was. I was like, I am just, I've never been so tired in my life. So anyway, long story short, we end up going home, and kind of resting up for two and a half weeks or so and then we got back on trail and we got back on where we had left off at this point now it's like may in the desert and it wasn't the best decision we probably should have skipped up a little bit because um, we weren't moving really fast enough to be in the desert in may you know We're yeah with of- the
0: long water carries and stuff
1: yeah, long water carries and just coming off an illness. You know, most people who start in May in the desert, like, you're doing, like, 20 to 25 miles a day to get the hex up out of there because it's hot and miserable. Yep. <laughs> um, but I went out and couldn't do that. I tried. Um, and that's when I met Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, was, uh, that was, like, the worst day, my worst day, too, that um, night I met you. I think we only did like six miles that day
0: yeah i remember you you seem like you're in rough shape we like pulled up to that campsite which that that was the mission creek day and like that Mm -hmm. part of trail was not easy um it was like a lot of it was really the only time i ever remember on the pct where the trail was kind of hard to follow it was like quite washed out by the river there and Mm -hmm. um but anyways yeah we we rolled up to that campsite and like i knew you were close i didn't know exactly where you were and Mm -hmm. like we got there and um you and James were kind of just cowboy camped, yeah. It just like it looked like you're passed out, honestly. So like I was there for a little bit, and but I didn't realize it was you. And then mm-hmm. I think at one point I saw you like sit up or something, and I was like, oh, that's Kelly. And so yeah. we got to chat a little bit, and then the next day in a big bear, we got to hang out a little bit. Yeah, it was big bear. Um, yeah, we got to hang out a little bit, which was cool. But um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how so? How much further after that did you guys go before you got off?
1: Man, not far. We did. I actually had a really good day out of Big Bear. I think we did, like, 22, and I was like, okay, I can do this. This is – we're, we're going to be okay. And then uh, I think after that was, like, the Hot Springs. Yeah. We, we made it to the Hot Springs, and then it was uh, – we went to that Joshua. Did you stay at the Joshua Inn? I don't like think that, so. It was, like, that little bar. Um, they, they came and picked you up, and it was, like, a bar, and – that was pretty much it and they had like camping there but we went there and then uh we were just gonna go there for the day and like get some food and cool off because it was so so freaking hot Mm -hmm. and we go to get back on trail and there's a fire i was like you gotta be kidding me and so we had to stay there that night and then the next day they had pretty much contained it and i think where did we we made it to cajon pass we made it to home Pass, so it was, like, 350 miles I did in total, and we got there, and I don't know, like, I was – my my butt was just kicked. And yeah. it's not like, you know, I remember on the AT, it would be, like, at the end of the day, my butt would be kicked, but then I would wake up the next day, like, ready to go again. And it was every day, my butt would get kicked, I would wake up feeling like I got – my butt kicked overnight and ran over by a truck. And then, like, it's just like I kept getting worse and worse every day, like instead of stronger. And I was like, okay, there's no way that I can hike 2,650 miles in the shape that I'm in. Yeah. And so, and, you know, the doctor warned me about this because when I did come home, I did actually go to my primary care physician, and they took an x-ray of my chest, and there was calcified nodules in my lungs because I guess – it it can do that to you kind of like pneumonia or anything like that. Um, And my doctor told me, she's like, because you have this, you know, you're not going to be breathing as well and you're just going to be pretty fatigued. And it honestly felt a lot like mono. I had mono in college and I remember for like a good five or six months, I was just tired. Like I would go to class and I would go to basketball practice and then I would just sleep for days. Um, so I was just like I can't do this and that's when I made the t- well actually <laughs> I could get into that so we we got to <laughs> sorry this oh, the you're good, story you're good. the story continues so we got to Cajon Pass and I was like I can't do this I'm so tired of the desert you know I think I thought the, the heat was really getting to me and so we came up with this plan to skip up and we were going to skip up to the Sierras to Walker Pass and continue hiking from there and catch up with my friend's uh, tripod and Sunshine and some people that I had known from the AT. Mm-hmm. So we make this plan. We call the Bud Farm. Did you stay there?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Okay. But you know what I'm talking about?
0: Uh, I remember. I don't really remember what it what it was, to be honest. But I remember just hearing people talk about it at the time.
1: Yeah. So there's this place. <laughs> it's, it's in uh, – what's that town after uh, Cajon Pass?
0: Um – Rightwood, yeah, maybe is it? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. I
1: think it's Rightwood. Well, they're like right outside of Rightwood, the Bud Farm, and uh, we didn't know what we were getting into, <laughs> but they they picked us up. It's an interesting place.
0: <laughs> I mean, just by the name, you could kind of
1: <laughs> yeah. <when> I... <laughs> so we get there, and things are things are just kind of strange. There's some some interesting characters there. All, everybody's very nice, but it's just like, what in the world? Like, we're already kind of flustered with the whole situation Yeah, you yeah. get there and there's, it's, it was just kind of weird. But they offered a shuttle to uh, walk a pass. So we were like, okay, we'll camp the night there and then the next day um, they were going to shuttle us up there. So I'm thinking like, you know, AT shuttles. You know, there's some, they could pretty much like be an LLC business type of shuttle situations on the at you know they have like vans and you know nice cars and it's almost like a business like a like an uber or something you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) no uh this place was quite different (laughs) (laughs) so this dude had a trailblazer with no ac no air conditioner Oof! and then he put in like a third seat and he had his two daughters and a son and a dog and this other guy and him, and me, and James, and four backpacks, and then a bunch of their crap, because they were about to stay at Kennedy Meadows for, like, a couple weeks, cause I guess they, like, stay up there, and there is stuff. They're pulling two dirt bikes in the back, Oh, geez. and there's all this stuff on the roof, <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and it was like a, it's a three and a half hour drive to right from Wrightwood to Walker Pass. Oh man.
0: So you're just kind of crammed in there for We're a long crammed time. crammed in
1: there. James didn't even sit on a seat. It was oh just, my God, geez. <laughs> he was crisscross applesauce on the ground with his pack in his lap. And my, my, I was st- sitting behind him and he was like using my legs as like a backrest. And then my pack was like behind me because like we're on we're in the third row of this um, it, it was a, a Ford Escape actually, I think it was but like basically in the very back of the car and then the dogs at my feet and then their his two daughters were right next to me and It was a wild ride and you know, you drive right through the Mojave Desert and there was no air-conditioner <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a freaking trip, but We made it to Walker Pass, and we started hiking that next day, and I made it like six miles up the trail, and I could not breathe, and I was just like, this is dangerous at this point, because now you're hiking into the Sierras, and not only am I putting myself at risk, I'm going to end up putting somebody else's life at risk if I have to press an SOS button and need somebody else to come get me, and I was like, this is just not smart. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to just go home and, you know, suck it up and go home, so... That's what I did. Um it was it was a tough decision, but I'll never forget that day cuz James and I were just kind of sitting there like making this decision and it was really tough and really crappy and we were just really struggling with it and this um local came, he was trail running and he stopped and obviously saw like what was happening. We explained the situation and stuff and he actually um asked if he could pray for us and Aww. we all yeah, he like We all kind of huddled up and, like, we're all, like, kind of hugging each other. And he said, like, the most perfect prayer of everything that I needed to know. Like, everything I needed to hear. And it was basically, like, God talking through him, like, telling me that it was going to be okay. And that it was okay for you to go home. Because I think, like, and you can probably relate to this, too. Like, as a YouTuber and somebody who, you know, just announced this big hike and you're super excited about it but now you have 30,000 other people really excited about it you know it was like dang I'm letting not just myself down but and James down but I'm letting 30,000 people down too and as much as you don't want that to be part of it it is yeah and that's what made the decision even that much harder so there was a lot of That was – last year was really tough for me because I dealt with that and, of course, when the video came out, I got hate for it because that's what happens. Yeah. And um, it was a lot to process and deal with and on top of all that, like, I just wasn't feeling good Um, and I wasn't myself for a good five or six months. I was just extremely tired and couldn't really exercise like I normally did and – yeah that that was kind of how last year went for me and the De- PCT.
0: definitely tough yeah i will say i did see a lot of like very supportive uh comments on that video too yes um, yes not forget those. The, the vast majority which i totally understand for sure how it's like you know i'm sure you can relate it's i've i've talked about this before it's like the the nice ones don't always stick in your head as much as the negative ones especially yes especially um, when it comes to something so uh personal like a thru hike mm-hmm. um i don't know i've just found that uh it, it's a little bit the the, they the cut. Nic- yeah <laughs> cut exactly because it's like like you put a lot on the line to do something like this and it's not easy mm-hmm. it didn't, but anyways and, and um, people
1: like sometimes forget that this is my life and like our experience and we're sharing it with the world, but people, like, are gonna sit here and, like, give me their negative opinions and basically tell me that I'm living my life in, inc- like, incorrect way according to their opinion, <laughs> and it's like, you would never, nobody would ever walk up to somebody on the road and tell them, like, you're not doing your life right, you know? Yeah, like, I know. I don't know. People but, are
0: goose, man.
1: They are. Um, <laughs>
0: but, you know, that's what comes with, uh...
1: It's, it's what comes with it, man.
0: Yeah, but... Um, fortunately, you know, that wasn't really the end of your hiking story, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so last, or well, when did, when did you start the floor
1: trail again? It was this year, uh, January. January.
0: Okay. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. makes sense actually. Um, and so, so Kelly goes out on the floor trail and I just, I gotta say like, um, at the risk of sounding, uh, I don't know. I'm sure you all understand this, Kelly, but. Mm -hmm. just for other people it's like when you make a certain type of content you're not really like watching other people's similar content on youtube that much you know Mm -hmm. like i'm it's pretty rare that i'll sit down and i'll be like watching other backpacking channels and other through hiking channels um but i sat down and over the course of your florida trail hike i watched every single video and I really enjoyed them. I can't remember the last time I, I watched like an entire three hike's worth of videos. Mm-hmm. And um and it's it's especially weird too because generally speaking, when I do watch another type of like hiking content now, it's usually because I'm interested in hiking the trail that the person's filming. Mm-hmm. And I had no desire to hike the Florida trail. I had kind of written it off. I think a lot of people have this and I was like, it's, you know, I feel like the Florida trail, I know there's a lot of people that love it, but, um, I feel like it kind of has a mixed reputation. Right. And For so sure. I don't even remember why I, I started watching it. Um, but I was just like, Oh, I'll just check this out. And then I, I just like, I just, it was great. Like I loved it so much. And I got to say, Kelly, um, those videos, like, really kind of changed my perspective on the Florida Trail. I'm not going to yes. lie. Like, watching those videos, it was the first time that I ever caught myself, and I really did catch myself and, like, kind of did, like, a double take. Mm-hmm. I, I caught myself being like, oh, like, maybe I would want to hike this someday. And I was like, wait a minute. What? Like, that's crazy. It's the Florida <laughs> Trail. I, I, I don't want to hike the floor. What am I talking about? But yeah, it really did. Um, It just looked, like, so much fun. And you, I think you did such an amazing, and I'll let you, I'll let you talk about it too, obviously, but, um, I think you just did such a good job, like highlighting the trail and, um, and you just had such a great attitude about it. And I don't know, maybe I'm just reading too much into this, but it it almost seemed like maybe after the, um, experience that you had on the PCT, it almost seemed like you were kind of rejuvenated and you had like a, a, a. a new or fresh, I'll say perspective on through hiking. And I could just tell you were so grateful to be out there, not just at the beginning, but throughout the entire trail. And um, I don't know, it was just, it was just really awesome. So I would definitely recommend everybody listening, um, go check out Kelly's channel and watch her Florida Trail series because it was, it was so well done. And um, I, I just, I just really appreciated it. And so, I don't know, was I... Was I right there? Was I talking out of my ass? Like, did you did you feel like you you did kind of have like a, a fresh perspective on things um, after the PCT in you know when you went out on the Florida Trail?
1: Dude, you hit the nail right on the head. I was I mean, gonna say it
0: really came across. <laughs> it really did.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much for watching all of them. I I had a lot of fun out there, and yeah, like you said, you know, I was feeling really defeated after the PCT, and I guess I kind of had like. A a complex I guess or like a confidence issue or I was just like do I still have this in me was the Appalachian Trail just a fluke like can I actually through hike another trail because I was I just felt so defeated after the PCT Mm -hmm. and I will say I don't you know how I from the videos you could see I kind of had a rough start on the Florida Trail with blisters after Big Cypress that looked
0: brutal by the way like, dude, <laughs> so that's the thing that like I always and a lot of people I'm sure think of when they think of the Florida trails, like walking through the swamps and shit. And I remember yeah. at one point you were like one of your friends had already seen a water moccasin, and you guys were only like a couple days in, and like, oh man, that shit freaks me out. But you trudged through it,
1: <laughs> dude. It was so much fun though, and like looking back, I would 100% go do Big Cypress again, like okay, wow. whether I'm hiking the Florida trail or not, like just to go on a few day backpacking trip. It's just such a different experience. And it really brings out your inner child Like you're just stomping through the mud And you're not worried about things getting wet Or you know dirty Because you are dirt and mud and wet And it's just fun Like I I really loved it I, At the time one of, one of those days That second day when I got uh, I got uh, separated from Tripod and Kitty Hawk And I hiked 18 miles through the swamp By myself all day And I <laughs> I will say at some point I was, like, very defeated at the end because it is so hard to walk through that stuff. It takes a lot of energy, and it was the second day of the hike, so luckily I still had some adrenaline left, but it was running really low at the end of that day, and I was like, I hate this. Get me out of here. What am I doing? But now I look back, and it's, like, my favorite day on trails. Oh, really? Wow, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But, um... Sorry. Yeah, the Florida Trail just—it really, I needed it. I needed that. I needed that for my confidence and just to find that love again for thru hiking. Because I know I loved it. I knew deep down that I could do it, but I just had to kind of prove it to myself.
0: Yeah, and, and it seems like not only did you just, you know, complete the trail and and you know check it off, but it really seemed like you just genuinely were having so much fun too and and i think that's important because it's like um you know you could go out there and you know trying to like see like okay do i really have this and you could kind of just force yourself through it mm-hmm. and maybe not enjoy it quite as much and it's like okay i did it but like did i really get that much out of it and you would probably in that circumstance walk away with you know just as much um frustration and and maybe uh confidence issues right. um you know than yeah. if you hadn't completed the trail. But it but it seemed like you just had so much fun and it it just made the videos like so awesome too, just to like oh. see that. Um <laughs> it was so good. And like I think one this is a little bit unrelated, but um I think one thing that kind of like makes me a little bit more keen on doing the Florida trail maybe someday, is the access to town food that it seems like you had like pretty consistently <laughs> which is honestly like when i think about through hiking in the future like one of the biggest like bummers is just like the diet like i'm just so sick of like hiker food honestly and like Dude, it just yeah. doesn't i mean it doesn't taste good but it also just doesn't feel good mm-hmm. and like the, the prospect of being able to eat town food more regularly i know that's like kind of contrary like to a lot of people are probably like oh like, it's about like being in the wilderness and stuff and like there's some of that too on the floor mm-hmm. show, obviously, but like I don't know. I like the idea of being able to eat like good food more consistently than you certainly than you could on the PCT.
1: Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't call. I don't know if I call it good because most of <laughs> it was like gas station. Okay. Food yeah, you know, it just was, like it was regular. good. Yeah, it was good at the beginning. And I was like, oh yeah, town food. Like we'd look forward to the Dollar General or the gas station every day. But then towards the end, I was like. I cannot eat another fried piece of food from a gas station. <laughs> like, I can't eat chips anymore. I will say, like, that. It's like, the hardest thing right now. Even as a registered dietitian, like, I know what to eat. But you eat so much trail food and then just so much junk on trail. It's like, I'm home now. I don't want anything to do with any of that. Like, I don't want to go out to eat. Like, let me just eat fresh fruits and vegetables, lean meats, like, all the healthy things. So yeah
0: yeah i don't know i mean that makes sense you eat enough of anything and you're gonna get sick of it but for sure i don't know and and so i another i feel like stereotype i kind of had about the trail was that a lot of it would kind of just be the same Mm -hmm. um but it really did seem like it really did seem like there was a lot of like diversity in terms of like the things you were seeing and you know Maybe not in like a grand, like very stark contrast way, like on the PCT, like leaving the desert and hiking up into the Sierra. It's like a very, um, yeah, stark contrast. So maybe not in that way, but it really did seem like every little bit of the trail had its unique quirks. And Mm -hmm. um, another big thing too is like, which I didn't really quite realize, I knew there was the Florida Trail, is the Florida Trail Association, right? Yeah. And And I knew there was, you know, a community around the trail But, um, I mean, you guys were getting all sorts of trail magic and meeting all sorts of like awesome people helping out. And, um, it really just seemed like you, you, you guys connected with a lot of people who were like very passionate about the trail. And I think that kind of gave me a different perspective too, just seeing that. Um, and it's like, okay, if, if there's this whole, uh, community, yeah, like kind of surrounding the trail, um, that that's really quite strong. Um, there must be like a reason for that, you know, Mm -hmm. like it. And so I don't know, it just really um it just really like changed my perspective, I guess. Um well what were like I don't know, I don't even know what to ask. Like what were like some of your like favorite aspects, you know, generally speaking, about like the Florida Trail?
1: Well, like what you were saying, how it seemed like I was having so much fun. I will say this is the funnest through hike. I don't think funnest is the word, but the most fun I've ever had on a through hike and probably ever will. It was just, we ended up, I ended up hiking with nine other people. So when Tripod and I started the trail together, Tripod and Kitty Hawk and I, um, we didn't know if we would see people because they do a kickoff at the beginning of the year, like the first uh, weekend. But we missed that because my birthday is January 1st. So I didn't want to start the trail that soon. Um, And so we kind of missed that first bubble wave of hikers. And when... I started getting blisters and stuff we slowed our Miles down like 15 miles a day So we weren't like catching up with them Immediately Mm -hmm. but a little like almost halfway through the trail, we kind of started catching up with the bubble and we ended up with a group of like nine different people. So that made it really, really fun. And I, I made all these new friends and (laughs) a lot of people, like we all kind of knew each other from other trails. A bunch of us had hiked the AT in 21 and then other people had done other trails. So, and that group of nine, we basically stayed together till the end. So that was really cool getting to hike with them. So I loved that. I loved feeling like I had community out there, and it was just surprising, again, because, you know, the Florida Trail's not super popular. There's not a lot of people out there, and I definitely never saw me hiking with nine other people on the Florida Trail. Yeah, there was a bubble of, like, 15 of us, too, at some point, so... Just going into town, like you said, there's all these towns with food and stuff, and we would all make it to town and just, like, take over and go to <laughs> restaurants and the bar and then camp. Like, a lot of the, the trail towns will let you kind of camp in town. They'll have a place for the Florida Trail hikers and – um So that was really, really fun. And like you said, the Florida Trail community is just, it's like a small town feel because it's a smaller trail, but the people who are involved are really involved and they take a lot of pride in that trail. And so one of my favorite times on trail was when we went to Billy Goat Day, which um, is Billy Goat's birthday celebration. He's hiked like over 50,000 miles of trail in his lifetime. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So I got to meet him and talk to him and they basically just put on this event for hikers and uh, it's kind of like trail days. Everybody kind of just finds their way there and <laughs> Florida Trail Angels just pick people up and everybody just lands there and there was food and just got to meet a bunch of cool people and camp out there a couple of days. And uh, yeah, that was that was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then too, like you were saying, my other favorite thing was um, how the Florida Trail, like there was a lot of uh, variety in the trail. So like every day was just so different. And like you said, it wasn't just like this crazy difference, you know, but one day you're hiking through a swamp, one day you're on a road, then you're in this palm forest. And then you're, you know, one day we were hiking through the marshes where you could see out um you know to our right you know was the gulf of mexico and then you end up on the beach so it was just super cool like one of when we got to the end we got to oh frick i forget the name of that town but panama city beach was 20 minutes from us so we took a zero at the beach (laughs) and had like spring break 2023 i got to relive my like 21st birthday in college <laughs> on Panama City Beach, That's so and awesome. oh, it was so sick. I I loved it. So yeah, there's there's so much to love about the Florida Trail, and um, like you said, it's not everybody's cup of tea. But I think you just get out there and, and embrace it, and you know, don't set your expectations uh, super high. <laughs> you know, and just like have fun. Uh, it is. It's a great trail. It really is.
0: That's so cool to hear. Um, So I would definitely encourage anyone who's kind of written the Florida trail off to go and watch some of Kelly's videos, and uh, you might just find that it that it changes your mind. I um, give
1: it a chance. (laughs) I I have.
0: I was living in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, for a few months um, when you were out there and when you were posting the videos, and like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're doing one every day or every every two days. You know, kind of, you know, that mix up in like. There's so many times where I would, like, finish working for the day, and then I would – There, I lived right across the street from a cookout, and I would go over to cookout, and I would get a, a Reese's milkshake, and I would come back, and I would sit on my bed, I would turn on the TV, and I would eat this milkshake. I say eat because, like, the, the cookout milkshakes are, like, basically just ice cream. Um, oh, yeah. I'd have this milkshake – and I would just watch Kelly crush it on the Florida Trail, and I have like <laughs> I did that so many times. That's um, amazing. So just talking about this brings me back to that those very specific <laughs> the good memories. Good times <laughs> in life. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was great. That's but, awesome. Um, anyways, uh, you weren't done after the Florida Trail. No, you you went over to the Pinhody Trail, and um, I really don't know much about the Pinhody. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't know. I haven't gotten around to watching those videos yet, but I'm definitely going to. Yeah It is one of those trails That I'm very curious about Because I know I know it's got like Some shelters And like Mm -hmm. that kind of Makes me curious Like trails that aren't The AT That still have shelters I know it's not like The whole thing Um, And it's also just like Alabama I know parts of it in Georgia too But it's like You don't really think of Alabama as like a a Hiking state Right But I know it's got some Mountains Um, So I don't know Like what What was it like Going from the Florida Trail I know you had a little bit Of time between them Mm -hmm. Um, going from the Florida Trail, I guess, and then getting on the Pinhoti, like, yeah, I, such a open-ended question. Yeah. I usually try to be more specific, but I just, (laughs) I don't even know where to start with the Pinhoti, like, just what was it like, you know?
1: Yeah. So, like, after the Florida Trail, I was feeling better than ever. I, I just feel like I crushed the Florida trail at the end. Like I did a 50 mile day and at the end we were doing like 30 mile days consistently and I had my trail legs and I was like, man, I am just ready to keep hiking. And, um, the pinhody was a really good option cause it was kind of just like, you know, a connector to the Florida trail. And eventually I want to connect all my footsteps and do the entire Eastern continental trail. So I was like, this helps that it's a trail I've never been on. And it's kind of a perfect little in-between of the Appalachian Trail and then the Florida Trail. Okay, because, you interesting. Know,
0: I've never heard yeah. it put like that before.
1: Yeah, because, like, the Florida Trail is super flat. Like, there's no elevation. And then the AT is very, very not flat. <laughs> yeah. Um. But the Pinhoti Trail, it has a little bit of both. And I always like to say, like, it's a mini AT out on the... Penhody Trail. Okay. It could be like the AT's little brother because there is elevation. There are some very rocky areas. There's some bigger climbs. There's grand views. There's woods. But then there's also flat sections and roadwalk, which is similar to the Florida Trail. So it was a good mix of both. And it was really, I think going from the Florida Trail, if I was going to get like hop on the AT, for example, which I did go and actually hike some of the Smokies, you have your trail legs, but you don't have your trail lungs. You know, those those climbs <laughs> were kicking my butt. <laughs> Even though, like, I had hiked already 1,100 miles. Like, the AT, it, the Florida Trail doesn't necessarily prepare you for climbing like that. Yeah. Um, but going on the Penhody, it was it was so cruisy to me. Like, the climbs were just the perfect length and amount to where... I wasn't super exhausted at the end of every day like we were hitting 20s and 25s pretty consistently the whole trail cuz we were on a time crunch. And I I felt like it was just the perfect trail to follow up on the the Florida Trail with. And I felt really strong out there and I was really enjoying the climbing cuz I had missed that. So I didn't realize how much I missed that. Uh, after doing the florida trail. Yeah. But it was it was a really pretty trail, man. Like I would say Al- the Alabama section of the trail was just breathtaking. All the trail is so well maintained. There's some really beautiful waterfalls and overlooks and views and like I said it's the perfect just kind of challenge, like level of challenge out there as far as the hiking goes. I really loved the Penhody, and it, again, is is a smaller trail, a smaller community of uh, people, but those who work on the trail and are involved in Trail Angels of the Penhody are just so incredibly kind and nice, kind of like the Florida Trail, and it was cool to meet people in that community and uh, be able to share that trail with other people because, again, it's not a very popular trail compared to a lot of the other ones that people are doing Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's definitely on my list um
1: yeah you got to do it
0: yeah i definitely want to check it out and and so is the florida trail i think i'm going to start with just like a section of the florida trail Um, i think it'd be actually sorry to go back to the florida trail but another (laughs) quite obvious but uh cool thing about the florida trail is like it's one of the only trails in the U S that you're going to hike in the winter. Right. Yes. And so there's like, there's not really that many options, you know, from mm-hmm. December through, I don't know exactly when you want to get off there. I don't know, March or whatever, but, yeah. um, that's, a, that's kind of a, a benefit of it too. And, and probably a big reason I would imagine that a lot of people do it just because it's the only one you really can do <laughs> That's time. Oh, of year. For sure. So that's another, yeah. that's another cool thing too. Um, well, well anyways, Kelly, uh, I, yeah, like I said, I appreciated those videos so much, and I'm excited to go watch the Pinhodi ones. Um, we're getting you. we're getting to the end of the episode here, so I think it's story time. Although this whole episode has <laughs> been story time, which has been great. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is called Trail Tales after all. But I guess mm-hmm. the designated end of episode story, and um, just to give a little insight for everybody, I've I've mentioned this on some other episodes, but whenever I have a content creator on, uh, or you know, someone who's you know, post publicly quite a bit about their hikes and has a following and stuff. I always give them an additional challenge, not only to just come up with a story for the end, but to also try to come up with one that they haven't talked about too much on other podcasts or, you know, on their content and stuff. And so I, I extended that challenge to Kelly as I always do. (laughs) And so did you have a chance to come up with one that maybe you haven't talked about too much?
1: I did, and I don't think I've ever told this story awesome. anywhere. Trail so. tale
0: exclusive.
1: Exclusive. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so of course, my story is gonna be a poop story um, from Perfect. my <laughs> so that's the best I could come up with. Um but this story takes place in my very first backpacking trip. Um, so my first backpacking trip was on the Ozark Highlands Trail. And I think with a lot of people's first backpacking trip, uh, mistakes were made. And the first one being that I did this section of trail late May in Arkansas. And anybody from the South or from Arkansas that knows that is not when you want to be hiking. Uh, that's when hiking season is ending. And I knew before I even stepped a foot on that trail, I stepped out and looked, took one look at it. And I was like, yep. I'm going to have be covered in poison ivy from head to toe because the trail was already overgrown and there's bugs out or whatever, but I didn't care because this was my first trip and I was so excited just to be out there. And I think we were out there like four days, three nights, and we did close to 40 miles, I want to say. We did a nice little section and it was beautiful and I had the time of my life and i was just you know happy to be there but anyway so the trail uh, or the section that we were doing ended in ozone arkansas and in ozone there is this famous place called the oark cafe and i think it's the oldest general store in the state of arkansas it could be wrong oh, wow. but yeah, it's a really cool little place, historical place, and they're really well known for their fresh pies and their burgers and just like their the food, you know, and... This was my first little sneak peek of hiker hunger. Like, I'd only been out there for four days, but I was hungry. It kicks and, in. It, it kicks does. In real quick, it Yeah. And I was like, man, nothing sounds better than a freaking burger and fries and a piece of pie and a Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And I ordered all that stuff. <laughs> and I sit down, and I'm already, like, a super fast eater. But this had to be, like, a PR for me because I ate that food It was there, and then it was gone. And the people I was with was like, that was impressive. Like, I can't believe that you just ate all that food that fast. And it was so good, and I loved it. And so, anyway, we're – we finish up the food, and I rode out there with my friend Mackenzie, and she – we were getting – she was driving us back to Conway. And it's about, oh, 45 minutes to an hour, because we're out in the middle of nowhere Arkansas. And it's about 45 minutes back to I-40 in the Hillbilly hideout, which is like the the gas station right before you get on the interstate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we leave the restaurant and we're driving for probably about 15 minutes. And I was like, "Uh oh, <laughs> it hit me. And I was like, oh gosh, this is not good. <laughs> I was like, Mackenzie, we have a problem. And um, we're out in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And so uh like there's nothing. And back then I thought I always had to go to the bathroom in a toilet, you know, I hadn't been paralyzed like I am now. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, we got to find a bathroom." So we we pull a U-turn. And I'm like about to poop my pants and we're it's McKenzie's like speeding down the mountain and we get (laughs) we get to this campsite and i run in there and just absolutely destroy this um campground bathroom and um yeah that's when i learned a very (laughs) i learned a very valuable lesson that day and one (laughs) um well basically don't eat that fast that much grease and food <laughs> after because like I you know you have that when you get into town oh, like it's hard I know to resist. it's hard to resist but like I know now like if I go into town after I've been out in the woods for a few days I'm not going to go super hard on some food because like I know it's going to destroy my stomach especially if I know that like a trail angels shuttling us somewhere. We have a long drive somewhere. Like I'm gonna go kind of, you know, easy on it. Um, <laughs> but, but I learned that lesson that day, and I was it like, takes a lot of
0: discipline. I respect that it honestly.
1: Do- it does, <laughs> but I know myself and my stomach, and that's that's one thing I know about myself. Um, but yeah, that was that was the end of my first backpacking <laughs> trip.
0: <laughs> well, oh. at least it didn't dissuade you. Um, <laughs> It's been a while since we have a good. We'd have a wow. Well, it's been a while since we've had a good uh, poop story on here. So, oh heck yeah! So well, thank you, Kelly. Um, nice you. <laughs> where can people go? Uh, go check out your your channel and your Instagram and all that good stuff
1: um let's see what is my youtube channel kelly hayes hikes uh (laughs) that is where i'll post all my through hikes and stuff and there's no
0: e in hayes by the way there's no
1: e in hayes (laughs) gosh kyle
0: (laughs) (laughs) i made that mistake (laughs) you did
1: make that everybody makes that mistake it's okay (laughs) um and then uh my instagram i'll post on there too it's kelly hayes 23 and then um i do have a patreon Uh, If you like my my content, you want to support me, I post stuff on there. Um, And I do kind of some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff and have, like, a little video series of stuff on Patreon that doesn't make it on my public YouTube channel. So I'll post day hikes and kind of what I'm doing behind-the-scenes and also, like, updates and stuff. So if you're interested in that, you can join there. And, um... Yeah, that's pretty much it. I have TikTok, but I don't ever really post anything on there.
0: Uh, TikTok.
1: Uh, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> go follow everybody. I'll have a link to that stuff, not the TikTok, though, I guess, um, in the show <laughs> notes. <laughs> and um, yeah. Kelly, thank you so much for uh, it. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to get this together uh, for a little while now, and I've wanted to have you on for a long time. So I appreciate it. And um,
1: yeah, that's that going to do it.
0: Thank you, everybody, Thanks for, for listening.
1: Woohoo!